wonderful. Hello, happy Easter. It's such a joy to join you this morning and share the word with you. Uh, before that, as you all know, I have a new uh, two one-liner puns or joke, whatever you can call them. Uh, one goes like this, never marry a tennis player. Love means nothing to them. <laughs> and uh, this is the last one. When you smell mud, it's rain. When you smell tar, it's election. Someone sent it to me. And I thought uh, it's appropriate to talk about it because I want you guys to pray about this upcoming election. Uh, there is a man of God lives in Velour, R. Stanley. He actually uh, wrote a brief article about election. And it is one of those things that I even forwarded. So please read, pray. And uh, I believe that God wants us as church to choose wisely. And I believe you have done that. And um, so why don't you grab someone's hand and let's just uh, pray and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. So Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you have given us the privilege to come and share the word. And you have given us the privilege to uh, even come together as a body. And I pray, Father, that you will speak to us. You will reveal your heart to us. And I pray that you will unlock the hidden treasures. And Lord, today around the world, the millions and millions of them are celebrating the risen power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you that you are not dead. We thank you that you are not in the cave. We thank you that you are not buried in the tomb. We thank you that you are not just a God of the past, but you are our present and you are our future. So we rejoice in that. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And this morning, it's going to be a topic that I want to talk about. Uh, the topic is called In a Single Day in a single day and uh, this is a scripture that I found in the book of Zechariah Zechariah is in the Old Testament it was just before Malachi Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 9 it's a long verse but the last part of the ninth verse it says I will remove the sins of this land in a single day and I want to take some time to talk about this uh, because I felt in my heart that uh, we uh, are living in an age where we think Easter is all about bunny eggs. And I live uh, right now in Europe and everywhere, every supermarket you go, every place you go, it's like Easter bunny eggs, Easter eggs and this and that and that. And so many times we get bombarded with the capitalistic uh, materialistic idea of Easter and many people don't even have a clue what Easter means and this morning I want to take some opportunity to talk about what Easter means to us why we are following Jesus and what is the reason of following Jesus and what are the benefits I want to talk to you about following Jesus and this is what I wanted to talk but before that I wanted to read a scripture and it's from the Zechariah just we read now and it's chapter 3 verse 9 I will remove the sins of this land in a single day this is prophet Zechariah talking about prophet Zechariah when he wrote this scripture under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he had no clue how many years it was going to take because almost 400 years before he wrote the scripture and the word Zachariah means 
the Lord has remembered. He was from a priest background and he understood something that the Holy Spirit wants to birth in this nation uh, of Israel. But then it's going to spread all over the world that God will come and remember his people and wipe out their sins. I tell you this around the world, people are figuring out this one issue, how to deal with sin. And we worship a God who are not just a God of the past, who are just God just buried and just, you know, gone. And we just look up to the history and say, yes, this is the God who did mighty things, such and such and such. But it's not like that. It is a God who is still alive today and is alive and interceding for us day in, day and night. And he is also standing with us and he is saying to us, I have overcome the world so you can overcome. Amen. And the book of Zechariah shares in a very uh, strange way because we know some scriptures in the book of Zechariah talks about not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. But if you look at it, the way he wrote the book of Zechariah, it's, it's, it's almost stunning to a point where he had the ears to hear what the Trinity was whispering to one another. And that's what fascinates me. It talks about like, I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. And this is the single day that changed the history of mankind. This is the single day that makes us walk away from hopelessness to hope. And this is the single day that turns darkness into light. This is the single day that takes us from sin to the saints. This is the single day that takes us to a place where we are no more slaves but sons and daughters of the Most High God. My friends, I don't know where you are at in life. Maybe you know Jesus. Maybe you come to church. Maybe you attend church. Maybe you are part of an organization. Maybe you do stuff together as church. But this is what I want to share with you. Maybe you never heard about the name Jesus. Maybe you heard the name Jesus, but you're not walking with the Lord. But I want to challenge you this morning. And I want to give you some practical tools why we celebrate Easter. Can you look at someone and say, it's good that my God is not dead. Come on, turn around, someone. Look into their eyes and say, it's good that my God is not dead. He is risen. You know, I'm in Europe. Everywhere they celebrate Easter. And interestingly, if you walk to someone, up to someone and you ask, hey, do you know why you celebrate Easter? They have almost no clue. People talk about the dark continent is Africa. But I tell you, the darkest continent is not Africa. It's here where I am standing. But I believe one day this continent will bow its knee before the King of Jews. One day this continent will bow down before the King of Glory. One day, this continent will bow down to the king above all kings. Amen. And if you come across people, this is what I like to do. When people ask me questions, I want to be equipped. 
and one of the calling that God has given me is to equip the body of Christ. When people come to me and say, Charles, why do you celebrate Christmas? I just don't want to say it's Christmas tree, Santa Claus, all those nonsense. You know, I want to be equipped in such a way that I can lead them to the truth because facts can reveal matters, but truth only can set us free. So I wanted to share with you basically five benefits. If you're taking notes, take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. Five benefits of following Jesus. If somebody comes to you and say, why are you celebrating Easter? What is the reason of celebrating Easter? Can you tell me why? It's, is it something to do with the, I see some guys are taking this palm leaves and walking around and I see some people are taking this, uh, uh, this uh, uh, cross and walking around. I see people are just fasting and they have the long beard and then on Easter they shave it. What's going on? What do you guys do? And you can say, you know what? The reason we celebrate Jesus, these are the five things. The reason we celebrate Easter, these are the five things. And you can lead them into all truth. The first one, the reason we celebrate Easter, because we know that I am forgiven. We are forgiven. That's what in Bible Colossians 3.13 says, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you. Hebrews 8.12 says, I will forgive their sins and remember it no more. This is beautiful that our daddy God not just forgives us and keeps it in a storage bank and then he pulls it out. That's what religion does, right? I know what you did last summer. There was a movie came a long time ago. I know what you did last summer. So that's what religion has taught us. But the kingdom says, I will forgive their sins and remember it no more. By the way, what is sin? You know, people have different descriptions of sin. But the best thing is anything that distracts you from the very call of God is sin. Anything that takes you away from the original design of God is sin. You know, have you lied? Yes. <laughs> if you said no, you're probably lying. You know, have you looked at a girl lustfully? Have you tried to exaggerate? You know, one of the things that God has dealt with me is not to exaggerate because as a, as a pastor, as an evangelist, as you're traveling, you know, you tend to, you tend to exaggerate stuff. And the Lord dealt with me. You know, the way he dealt with me, he brought me a wife. <laughs> And that's how, you know, I would be saying, oh, we had a powerful meeting. There were like 200 people. My wife would be like, mm -mm, 65. <laughs> yeah, there was a great congregation. There was almost 5,000 people. Mm -mm. The seating capacity is 3,500. You know what I'm saying? So this could be sounds hilarious, but I believe sometimes we have taken to a place where we think Everybody does that, so it's not a big deal. But God says, I will deal with those sins. Sin is missing the mark. It's, I will deal with those things so that you will be forgiven. What happens when you're forgiven? This is what happens. Romans talks about in Christ, there is no condemnation. What is condemnation? Condemnation tells you that you messed up. There is no way out. You are done. That's it. Kaput. That's it. Katam But conviction tells you, you know what? This is what religion says. If your religion says you messed up, God is mad at you. Kingdom says you messed up, you cry to God. God have mercy. And conviction leads you to Christ. Condemnation leads you away from God. 
So what is the first benefit of celebrating Easter? I am forgiven. I am forgiven. So look at someone and say, I am forgiven. You are forgiven. And that's the requirement Jesus even lays it on us when he taught us how to pray. He says, "For ask me like this. When you pray, pray like this. Forgive my sins as I forgive others. Amen. I am forgiven. No more condemnation. That's why I celebrate Easter. Number two, the reason I celebrate Easter because I get to be his child. I am his child. That means we belong to a family. John 1.12 says he gave them the right to become the children of God to those who receive and believe in him. My friends, John is one of the apostles among all the four gospels. The rest of them, they were not with Jesus. John was the one who was with Jesus. And this guy writes differently. There is an amazing way of writing. It's, it's like... It's like Holy Spirit, but then Holy Spirit on steroids. That kind of sense you find. And he says this, he gave the right to become the children of God. Passion Translation says he gave them the authority to become the children of God to those who receive and believe in him. It's one thing to believe. Yeah, Jesus is one of the gods. It's one thing to say, yes, I include him in my list of gods. But another one is to receive when you celebrate Easter, this is what it means. I am his child. When you say, Abba, Father, you know what do you mean? You say, I'm receiving him. I'm believing in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. What is the finished work of Jesus on the cross? He did it all. Amen. We receive the finished work of Jesus. That's why religion tells you after cross, you can add stuff. Kingdom tells you, you take the cross and you follow him. Amen. That's the second reason. The first reason I get to celebrate Easter because I am forgiven. Because I am forgiven, there is no condemnation. Second reason I get to follow Jesus. I am celebrating Easter because I am his child. When I am his child, you know, someone said this and it's so hilarious. God has only children. He does not have grandchildren. That blew my mind. Why? Because I am thinking, wow, I am a, you know, senior uh, Christian. I'm a junior Christian. You know, when you get the Holy Spirit in you, there is no such thing called senior Holy Spirit, junior Holy Spirit. It's just you get to be part of his family. Amen. We belong to your family. And I want to speak that over you. You are not alone. You are not uh, someone who is a stranger. You belong to your family. There is a family of God waiting for you. That he says to you that come. You can bring everything that you have. Come as you are. Religion tells you if you behave in a certain way. If you perform in a certain way. Then you belong here. Kingdom says come as you are. And we welcome you. Amen. What a joy. What a joy. Look at someone say, I'm so glad I'm not alone. Come on, turn around and say, I'm so glad I'm not alone. I am part of this amazing family. Amen. This is the reason why we celebrate Easter. Number three, I host his presence. My friends, what a beautiful thing to host the presence. When you host the presence of God, you get to listen to the voice of God. Why? The Bible says, it's interesting. There are two things when it comes to know, you know about the Holy Spirit. I've said this before, I'm going to mention it again. One is Holy Spirit that comes upon me. Another one is the Holy Spirit that is in me. 
comes upon me is to bless others. The one who is in me is to equip myself. And this is the beautiful thing in, in I think I wrote down here the scripture uh, hostess John 14 16 father may give you another helper that he may be with you forever and Psalms 27 verse 24 says one thing I ask the Lord that I will dwell in the house of the Lord and gaze upon his beauty John 15 5 says I in you you in me so that you can bear fruit. You know, we get to host the presence. The greatest gift that you and me have is to host the presence of God. And what is hosting the presence of God? John says it beautifully in John 1.32. He says, I saw heaven's tore open. The word that used there, it was almost like a violent act of tearing apart. I saw heaven's tore open and I see Holy Spirit coming down in the form of a dove and it remained on Jesus my friends, walking with Jesus gives us the greatest privilege of hosting his presence. Wherever there is a word presence in the Bible, you do a word study, you will know the word presence means face of God. Wow, I get to meet him face to face. You know, we come to church, we get this emotional time and we have this worship. It's all beautiful, but that's just your instant booster. But that's not going to keep you all the way. Every single day you come and say, God, I seek your face. I seek your holiness. I seek who you are. I, I, I am so thrilled. Nothing else satisfies me as it satisfies looking at your face. And when we come to that place of encounter, we understand we get to hear the voice of God. You see, when I am forgiven, there is no condemnation. When I become his child, I belong to your family. When I host his presence, I get to listen the voice of God. Amen. The many times we don't hear the voice of God. The reason we don't hear the voice of God is because we are not hosting him well. The best way to host the presence of God is to meditate on his word. That's what Psalms 1 says. He's like a tree planted by the waters whose leaves does not wither and yields its fruit in season. Who is the tree? It's like a tree planted by the water. You can't plant on one day and pluck it on the next day. You can't just say, I need God's power on Sunday and then Monday to Saturday, you just do your own thing. It's like I get to host his presence. When I host his presence, everything else is not important because everything else comes secondary. Hosting his presence becomes the most important thing. I get to host his presence. I get to feel his presence. I get to sense what the Lord says. I get to say, Lord, this is what you are saying. What is this? Speak to me. And you get into the place of intimacy. That's what Isaiah 40, 31 says. He is those who wait upon the, the word waiting and the word waiting is actually like you're earning for his expectation to move forward. It's like the host in the Indian culture. They will stand there and they will say, take some more, take some more. They will say, yes, take. They're waiting with expectation that you will have more. The Bible says when you wait upon the Lord, he will renew. The word renew means exchange. That means God takes your oak, gives his yoke. He takes the yoke of heaviness. He gives your yoke of freedom. He gives take the yoke of bitterness. He gives your yoke of forgiveness. He takes the yoke of hopelessness. He gives your yoke of hope. Amen. I'm in a preachy mood because it's Easter. Hallelujah. 
I get to host his presence. Then I can listen to the voice of God. Listen, the more voice of God, the more opinion of God, the more the word of God comes in you, the less what people say matters to you. And the opposite is also true. The less you put the word of God in you, everybody's opinion becomes the most important opinion. I have made this to say this to you again and again, but it's nothing wrong to say this. Say this again with me. The opinion of God, say this, the opinion of God is the most important opinion in my life. Amen. Why do I celebrate Easter? I am forgiven. Why do I celebrate Easter? I am his child. Why do I celebrate Easter? I host his presence. Number four, why do I celebrate Easter? I am equipped in the kingdom for his glory. What does that mean? I get to co-create with God to bring his kingdom on earth. One of the greatest prayers we sometimes neglect it is God say, God, pray like this on earth as it is in heaven. Let me read a couple of scriptures for you. In 2 Timothy 3.17, it says that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Romans 12.6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. And 1 Timothy 4.14 says, do not neglect your gift. Wow. Sometimes religion has taught us how to compare our gifts with other gifts. But the kingdom, there is no comparison. There is no competition. Because in the kingdom, you are unique. In the kingdom, there is no competition. There is no comparison. There is just celebration of who you are. Amen. I'm not going to neglect my gift. This is my gift. I'm not gifted in singing, but I'm not going to be comparing. I'm not singing like my wife. I'm not playing guitar like Gideon or, or playing guitar like Emmanuel or playing bass like Phoebe or keyboard like Gideon. I'm not going to be worried about this because why? Who I am is not in what I do. Amen. I'm just going to be who I am. I am called to share the gospel. That's it. And that's it. With an Indian accent. <laughs> A little bit of humor as well. First Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect your gift. What are the gifts that God has given you? Make an inventory of it and say, God, this is who I am in you. And I wanted to celebrate these gifts. I want to use these gifts for your glory. Amen. All right. I'm equipped so that I can go create with God. Do you know something? God is so thrilled in co-creating with us. Whether you get up in the morning with a good day or a bad day. Some people say, today is a bad day. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I want to know which one is the right side of the bed. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like that. I woke up in the wrong side of the bed. But let me tell you this. You made me woke up in the wrong side of the bed. But God is so excited to co-create with you. God wants to breathe through you, through your hands, through your feet, through your, through your body. That he wants to breathe through you the original design so that people around you be blessed. Amen. The last reason, the fifth reason why I celebrate Easter. This is what happens. I get to live with eternal perspective. That's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, death, where is your victory? 
<laughs> Colossians 3, 2 says, this is a beautiful verse. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth. You know, eternal perspective is something we Christians sometimes don't even have. Sometimes we are so bothered about what's going on around here. You know, so much worried about the trends and the fashion and the, and the updatement of your lifestyle to the patterns and the, the material things around the world. We get to lose the important aspect of hosting his presence and get to get out of touch with the reality of the kingdom. The greatest reality for you and me is not the reality of what's going on earth here. The greatest reality is bringing that reality that is the unseen reality to be the seen reality in this earth. Amen. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth. Titus 2.13 says, looking for the blessed hope. Look at this. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of your great God, I have Savior Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Looking for the blessed hope. My friend, when I live with eternal perspective, this is what happens. I don't need to be afraid. What is fear? You may have heard this false evidence appears as real. Listen, everyone goes through fear. Everyone goes through. But fear, going through fear does not mean you are sinning. But allowing the fear to influence you means you have taken the opinion of fear as become the most important opinion rather than the opinion of God. My friends, I want to challenge you this morning. I want to tell you, maybe you are here for the first time. Maybe you are hearing this message for the first time. Maybe you are saying, I don't know why I celebrated Easter all these years, but now I get to know why I celebrate Easter. I celebrate Easter because I am forgiven. No more condemnation. I celebrate Easter because I am his child. I belong to your family. Jesus did not rise up from, from the tomb just to take me to heaven, but he also brought this amazing idea of bringing the heaven on earth. Amen. In every area of our lives. Imagine on earth as it is in heaven in Vellur. On earth as it is in heaven in the streets, in the slums of Vellur. On earth as it is in heaven under the railway station, the homeless. On earth as it is in heaven where the Shantigramam, peace village. On earth as it is in heaven in the behind the fort, the homeless where they live. On earth as it is in heaven in this, in this uh, uh, MLA uh, ministers and MP offices. On earth as it is in heaven in each and every departments in the CMC and VAT in other universities on earth as it is in heaven in every area of your lives wow I tell you my friend I am thrilled I am believing that India people sometimes say my goodness you know somebody says Modi is going to come again you know what if Modi comes again hallelujah <laughs> oh my goodness what are you are talking about you may be thinking you know why I am telling you this because on earth as it is in heaven. I know my king is Yeshua. When he comes, every king, every prime minister, every politician has one day bow its knee, their knee before the king of kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. On earth as it is in heaven. Why I celebrate Easter, I am forgiven. Why I celebrate Easter, I am his child. Why I celebrate Easter, I host his presence. Why I celebrate Easter, I am equipped to build his kingdom. Why I celebrate Easter, I get to live with eternal perspective. Hallelujah. Amen. I get to live with eternal perspective. 
I want to tell you one quick thing about the benefits of salvation. When you believe, when you receive Jesus, when you say what happens, your past has been forgiven and our present has given a new meaning and purpose in life and our future is secure and established. I want to tell you this. Maybe you're going through pain. Maybe you're going through challenging moment. Maybe you're going through a loss. Maybe you're going through a very financial cri- hard financial crisis. Maybe you're going through a relationship crisis. This is what C.S. Lewis wrote a long time ago. And I want to I want to read this over to you. We can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists on being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. God is with us. Not just in the happy times, not just in the so-so times, but also in the lowest time, he is with us.